This is a message by Pastor Mark Fox of Antioch Community Church in Elon, North Carolina. For other sermons from Antioch, you can visit the church website at antiochchurchnc.org. Now, let's turn our hearts to the Word of God. Our scripture reading this morning is from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there will be, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them in, into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with great with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that the Lord had told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. What Mary treasured, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told to them. Lord, we praise you. We praise you on this Christmas morning. Lord, just as the shepherds returned, help us to be glorifying and praising you this morning, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Merry Christmas, Antioch. Did everybody get everything their little hearts desired this morning? How many did? Raise your hands. All the children. Okay, good. Grant's already told me what he got. You'll have to ask Grant what he got for Christmas, and he will tell you all about it. Well, look, Cindy and I had the privilege about a week ago, a little over a week ago, to see a Miracle of Christmas. It's a sight and sound production that's going on right now in Branson, Missouri. And I got just a little glimpse of what it might have felt like for the shepherds to be out in the fields watching their flocks by night on that Judean hillside, right, when an angel suddenly appeared to them, and the brightness of that one angel filled the sky, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, because right over our heads in that theater, with about 2,000 people, uh, including Cindy and myself, right over our heads came flying from the back, Gabriel, the angel, and lo and behold, he looked a lot like Judah. We always knew our youngest son was really an angel. Right, Susanna? <laughs> well, let's take a look at this, uh, this beloved story one more time today. And I want you to see two things. First, the birth of the Savior was good news of great joy. And second, good news of great joy is meant to be lived and shared. So the birth of the Savior. The first thing that Luke notes about this passage, it's not working, there we go. Uh, about this episode is that they are in the same region, meaning near Bethlehem, okay? So they were just across the valley in Bethlehem, near Bethlehem, 
And, and scholarship suggests that these were temple shepherds. So they had a little bit higher rank and privilege than your everyday run-of-the-mill shepherd. Because these were the guys who were taking care of the flock that produced the sheep and the lambs that were used for what? Sacrifice. So they had to look out for the perfect lambs to be born. And take special care of those, those spotless lambs. And the shepherds, as they were watching their flocks by night, on that night, this angel appears to them. And then the shepherds did what every one of us would have done if an angel appeared right now. If Gabriel or Michael showed up on this, this stage right now, what would we mostly do? We'd probably fall on our faces in, in great fear because of the glory of the Lord would be overwhelming. And that's what happened. I would imagine these guys just fell on the, on the ground uh, prostrate before the Lord. They fell on their faces. The Bible says they were filled with great fear. Now, Luke was an historian, and he was not given to exaggeration. So I think he's understating the case when he says they were filled with great fear, right? Because this angel, look, get that idea out of your mind of that little Cupid angel, you know what I'm talking about, with the puffy cheeks and the, you know, the girl hair and, and floating on a cloud, little chubby, little chubby angel. No, this was a, this was a magnificent creation of Almighty God. Right, we were, we were created, what, a little bit lower than the angels. Not a little bit higher than the animals. No, let's give ourselves more credit than that. God, God created us a little bit lower than the angels. The angels are the magnificent creations of God. Incredible. Except that they don't get, get to experience grace. We are the ones upon whom he has put his grace and his love in ways that we don't yet fully understand. So this powerful creature made by God for his glory alone dwelt in the presence of God and had just come from there. So he was all filled up with the Shekinah glory of God. The glory of the Lord shone around them. It was, two, it was nighttime 2,000 years ago. No electric lights. You know, maybe some candles, but that's it. And so this, this one angel lit up the countryside and it was terrifying. It was awesome in the correct sense of that word. It filled the people of God there with awe. It was glorious. The angels appeared to these poor shepherds. As Caleb said last week, they, he appeared first to the least, the last, and the lowest. We love that about this story. He didn't appear to the Magi. He didn't appear to the kings. He didn't appear to Herod or even the Pharisees who thought they were the greatest. But he appeared to the least, the last, and the lowest of society. And in fact, the greatest news that had ever been proclaimed on earth was heard first, of course, by Mary and by Joseph, but then outside of the birth family, First, by these shepherds. Good news of great joy. For unto you, the angel proclaimed, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. You know, when the young people gathered last week at the, at the Moore's house, we had a Christmas party and did some other fun things, but Caleb shared devotions. He taught them something he'd learned from a student of Jewish history and culture when he and Celia were there a couple of years ago, and, and this guy was their tour guide. And he said, basically, the shepherds would find this baby, as the angel said, wrapped tightly in swaddling clothes to protect it, or cloth to protect it. Why? Laid in a manger to protect it. Why? Because, because that's what, what the way the shepherds would treat a perfect, spotless, unblemished lamb that they knew this lamb is meant for sacrifice. So the angel said to the shepherds, you'll find a baby just like the ones you're used to, to protecting. You'll find a baby just like that wrapped in swaddling cloths. And it will be laid in a manger. 
because this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So the shepherds looked at each other when the angel, and then the angels, the choir of angels, had, had proclaimed God's glory. And they looked at each other and said, what are we doing? What are we doing here, right? The good news is over there. Let's go find it. Let's go now. And they went collectively. They obeyed the Lord immediately. So good news of great joy is meant to be shared. The shepherds did not settle for just meeting and, and seeing Jesus the Messiah. When they got to the manger, they, they saw that it was exactly as the angel had told them. And they could not keep silent. They could not keep silent. First, they told the story to those at the birthplace. I would imagine, you know, Joseph and Mary are there with the, with the baby. That's it. You know, you know, the, the pictures always have some a- animals around. And there may have been some animals, in, you know, in the same uh, room or in the same cave, whichever they were in. It doesn't matter. But there were no people there. Eh? And so the shepherds were the first people besides Joseph and Mary to lay eyes on this baby. But I would imagine Joseph said, what are you guys doing here? What, how, how did you hear about this? Why are you coming to us? What's going on here? And the shepherds excitedly told them about the appearance of the angel. And Mary and Joseph may have looked at each other and said, the angel came back. Right, Because both of them, remember, had had a visitation. Gabriel had visited each of them, one of them, Joseph, in a dream. But the next verse is interesting. Verse 18 says, And all who heard it, all who heard it, wondered at what the shepherds told them. What does that mean? What What does Luke mean there when he says all who heard it? Who are the all who heard the good news of great joy? Well, maybe there was a, cl- a crowd at the birthplace, but I doubt it. Again, the manger scenes are all wrong because they have... Who's, who's at the manger scene most of the time who's not supposed to be there? The wise men, right? You guys all know that, right? The Bible's clear that probably J- Jesus was about two years old. I was, I was... Yesterday, I was running on the treadmill, and I turned on this show that I, wouldn't, I did not mean, intend to watch. I was looking for a ball game. But, but uh, David Jeremiah had this thing up called Why the Nativity? And you can go to whythenativity.org, I believe it is, and you can see that video. And it was really good because it showed Jesus of about two years old, right, coming out of a house with Joseph and Mary to see this procession of these magi, these kings from the east, right? These philosophers or astrologers or whatever they were because we don't know and we don't know how many there, many they were. there were. We just know there were three gifts. And it was a great scene. So those guys weren't here. It was just... The shepherds. So certainly they told the good news that they had heard from the angel to Mary and Joseph. Well, who else did? Who was the all? They, all who heard it marveled. Well, did they go tell their family and friends? Probably. Did they go tell the whole city of Bethlehem? Most likely. Right? We, we can't say for sure. But these guys, after laying eyes on the Messiah, and they knew this was the Christ child, the angel had told them the Savior has been born, they could not keep that news for, to themselves. How long had Israel been waiting for the Savior? At least 700 years. Isaiah's prophecy in Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, was written 700 years earlier. 
And these shepherds had just laid eyes on the fulfillment of this 700-year prophecy? They couldn't keep it to themselves. And they ran into town, I believe, with great joy and told everybody they could, they could find. Maybe this is why Jesus, God chose shepherds in the first place, because they would not be sidetracked by peripheral issues like sheep. Now, they're going to get back to their sheep, but right now, there's more important things to do. I like what Lee Eckloff writes about this. He says, surely the shepherds asked if they could hold the baby. Again, we don't know, but I think they probably did. The Lamb of God, he said, Dan Darling said, would first be held and handled by those who knew how to appreciate and care for a lamb. He goes on, they must have lingered as long as they could, looking, marveling, worshiping. But dawn started poking through the cracks in the stable door, and the shepherds knew it was time to go. As they left the stable, Bethlehem was waking. The rude cacophony of roosters crowing for attention. The aroma of bread baking. People attending to animals. David's descendants from other towns drifting into the streets to catch up with their kinsmen over breakfast. Romans and their tax collectors setting up their tables. But people must have been puzzled at the sight of shepherds at that hour. They were supposed to be out in the fields keeping watch over their flocks. But for, for once, these shepherds weren't thinking about their sheep. They had news they couldn't keep to themselves any more than you can hide a smile when your heart is bursting with joy. One of the most outspoken among the shepherds may have told what had happened. The Messiah was born here. Last night, angels, angels announced them to us. And we found him in a stable, said another, right? In a manger, said a third. The Messiah lying in a manger, Other people came running up, leaning in to hear. The shepherds repeated the story again and again. It was passed from one person to the next, from street to street. It's good news of great joy, saints. The shepherds finally returned to their sheep, but they were different men now. They were not the same. Francis Schaeffer wrote years ago, Can can we imagine one of the shepherds remarking, It's very nice that I've seen an angel, and it's nice I've seen the Christ, the Messiah, the Jews have been waiting for for so long. It's it's nice that I've believed in him, unlike some of the other people in Bethlehem, and that, that I'm going to heaven. But really, in practice, it's not going to make any difference at all in my life. And then Schaefer said, this is inconceivable. They had seen and held the great I Am. Their lives were forever changed. And Mary, she treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And so can we. We can treasure these things. We can ponder these things. But most of all, saints, we can tell these things. We can tell these things. And we must to an increasingly darkened Age to an increasingly darkened generation of people who could not care less. But they need to hear the good news. It's good news of great joy. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful this morning that we can stand and look with our, our mind's eyes into that stable, into that manger, into the face of that beautiful baby boy born fully God, fully man, the incarnation, Emmanuel, God with us. And Lord, not only that, we can, 
we can know you. You've made it possible for us to know you because you live inside of those who believe. So Lord, continue to teach us more about you, to continue to conform us to your image, and continue to give us excitement and joy, great good news of great joy that we absolutely cannot keep to ourselves. Help us to live it. Help us to speak it. And as we ponder these things, may our testimony grow even stronger. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message by Pastor Mark Fox of Antioch Community Church in Elon, North Carolina. Antioch meets every Sunday for worship at 10 o'clock a.m. at 1600 Powerline Road in Elon. You can download other messages by Pastor Fox at antiochchurch.cc. You can also learn how to order his books or subscribe to his blog at jmarkfox.com.